we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hey, what's up? This is Carl. Congratulations, QueryCast turning four. Oh, my gosh, you have grown. Thank you so much for giving us such an awesome platform to showcase all of the different stories that we want to tell. Uh, we... We want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, particularly me, Carl Joshua Mube. Thank you so much uh, for featuring the stuff we've been doing. You're totally awesome. Thank you again, Larry Quirirai, for bringing us QuiriCast. You're for now. Wakura. <laughs> I can't for the life of me tell, me tell you why I've got that splash there. The name is Larry. Welcome to the QuiriCast. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey. As I traditionally say right at the beginning, I took a break. I took a break for like two weeks. It was unscheduled uh, until I took it. Uh, I thought, you know, I was going to have an episode the week before. And then last week when it was the anniversary week, and I just said, no. Also because my voice was really tired. There was a time my voice was just like, no. I was on radio every single day and I spent the whole day talking and so forth. So at some point I was like, no. And I just spent the whole long weekend at home resting, bed rest and that sort of thing. And if you can hear my voice, it sounds a little bit clear, a bit more rested. But meanwhile, while I've, while I've been away, crazy things have happened. I'm going to talk about them. There is that, um, what do you call it, Poison Gate. Couldn't talk about that. Uh, then I'm going to talk about the global penicillin shortage that's taken place that you should be worried about. And finally, uh, how there's a great Mugabe in all the mothers in Africa, Zimbabwe, and that sort of thing. But first of all, let's start with Poison Gate. Uh, they say it's not necessarily poison. When I saw him first of all, it was on the Saturday, I was at um, ZFM, and then uh, after doing my standby work, I watched him doing his personal Monday. And Mr. Nangaka already looked a bit unwell then. Next thing, hearing, oh, he's been airlifted, and he's in the South African hospital by the next day because, well, suspected poisoning some people say food poisoning some say attempted assassination no information is out at the moment but of course the rumor mill is out given uh, you know the fractured relationship between himself and other members of his government and it's just kind of it's one of those things you kind of sitting there you're like oh no oh no because whatever happens someone is going to spin it some way and you could see the next day when some people say oh no it was it was the ice cream you know, next thing you had Kasukuere uh, uh, and uh, Jonathan Moyo and so forth, to pretty much taunting the ice cream situation and the speculation against uh, around ice cream without necessarily saying so, but you know, implying like, yeah, we can take ice cream, you can't. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's childish, really, when you really think about it, because yes, this is an evil election. Yes, there's fight for power. Yes, and all that sort of thing. But, you know, people are dying. Real people are actually dying. And meanwhile, childish games are being played about who should uh, get to sit in a sandbox somewhere. It's sad. And it's the, the opposition party is not, is not even better. MDC Alliance, or whatever, whatever they want to call themselves, because all they keep talking about is the metrics of how they're going to share power if and when they get into power and so forth. It's going to take what province, what mathematical combinations can we use. No one is sitting there and saying to the people, this is what we're going to give you. 
No one. No one. And we're probably like six, well, probably nine months away from the election. And everybody's just always navel-gazing and sort of thing. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. Do whatever you want. People are done with the elections. is Kenya. Kenya's done with his elections and the incumbent is back in power. Not that anyone should be surprised because, well, he was always going to get back into power. Raila Odinga was just about as, as attractive as um, a piece of old mustard. You know, it's just... It was just not a. Um, it was not even the mustard seed. It was just kind of like, it was like retired of you, guy. It's, it's not working. Nobody wants you. So can we just be done and you move on to somebody else? Uh, that's the situation. And so he was defeated. Of course, he says that uh, there was hacking that was involved. Uh, the Ken, the, the what you call the IACB clay, uh, say there was no such um, hacking that took took place. Uh, but uh, yeah. He says it was hacking into the system, brings out some sort of uh, quote-unquote proof of such hacking and can't even get the, 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 what you call it, the forgery wrong because the date sequencing is all over the place and that sort of thing. Oh, come on, man. Uh, what else? Uh, Brett Jacobs survived. Uh, but another impeachment, not like that was going to happen, or a vote of no confidence, rather. Had a laugh about it because it pretty much weeds out who the bad guys are. I say, okay, I see who you are. In the same time, Busy Signal had a show in Bulawayo, and uh, there was violence there. It seems like it's default to highland violence and a lot of things in Zimbabwe. And so that happened, and uh, he didn't perform in Bulawayo. And there were so many issues around that. There was the sound, there was the whatnot, and so forth. There's so many people being blamed or not blamed. There was this story and that story. Tolugute, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it was just disorganized according to the sum total of it. Uh, Heavy K was in Harare, however, and he performed well at, uh, what's this said, uh, Pablo's VIP club. Yeah, he performed very well. He was a very heavily, heavily lit show. That's <laughs> what the kids say nowadays. It was a very subscribed. And, you know, the VIP was very packed. The rest of it, it was just packed. It showed that Hararians are missing something, and, and Heavy K brought it. But sadly, goodbye to Usain Bolt. He came, he got the bronze in the, um, in the, what you call it, in the individual 100 meters. And then in the final 100 meters, well, didn't even finish the race. It's Larry, you listen to the great cast. <laughs> Penicillin, a drug which is like the presidency. Even though you might not vote for him, he will still affect you. Why? Because Alexander Fleming in 1928 came up with this drug called penicillin. Quite by accident, it was used to prevent minor uh, infections from becoming fatal. And 90 years later, we've come to a place where there's a shortage of penicillin. And this is coupled by, uh, you know, the growing antibiotic uh, resistance and, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. And, people, you know, it is an antibiotic and people are beginning to make, le- uh, you know, co- global companies rather are making less and less of them. Uh, to give you some of the statistics, for example, between 1980 and 1984, right, 1980 and 1984, so fewer new ones are being developed simply for the sake of the fact that they just don't make money. 
so what are the implications? You've got rheumatic uh, heart disease, which is to be rare, but it's becoming more common now. Unless the, the, you know, the full course of an antibiotic, for example, either penicillin or other, is uh, taken, there's, also, uh, there's a risk a bacteria can become resistant to the drugs that also come with it. That means, that means they will just simply no longer work. Other antibiotics can be tried, but this can be expensive, making it more harder to treat a condition. Uh, for, for those who don't know what rheumatic fever it is, it's an, it's an inflammatory disease. It's, uh, if treated with the wrong antibiotics, it can result in a development of what they call rheumatic heart disease, which claims 300,000 people uh, um, across the world annually. Now, a rheumatic disease heart kills more people than, let's, let's think about it, leukemia, bladder cancer, Parkinson's disease, and syphilis. And all of these are treatable by penicillin. So when you really think about it, we're getting to, 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 to a phase in life where the implications of, you know, these some of these smaller diseases, they used to be easily treated. They used to be, you know, just go away, just get a shot of penicillin, whatever the case may be, and you'll be fine. We get into a space in the world because of way, the way drug uh, makers have started uh, posturing now, or rather developed themselves, where because it's no longer profitable to make new antibiotics, we're just going to have a lot more people dying. And we've got to get a lot more diseases becoming un- untreatable. And, and we, I mean, let's, let's look at it. The World Health Organization uh, warned of a super gonorrhea that is untreatable recently. And three people in, in Spain, uh, one in Spain, one in France, in Japan, have con- contracted it. Uh, usually it's treated, uh, treatable using antibiotics and these be- becoming less uh, useless, mostly due to overuse. So, for example, somebody just gets a flu and they just get an antibiotic and they think it's fine. So, or just get a sore throat and, you know, so the, you, your body develops what they call a resistance. Now, researchers examined da- data from patients with gonorrhea in 77 countries showing drug-resistant gonorrhea is getting harder and sometimes impossible to treat. And because con- condoms can, ca- can protect from infection, someone will say, oral sex is being seen as uh, fueling the global spread of the super strain, but it's a completely different idea altogether. So when you really look at it, uh, we should really be worried. And someone could then decide, okay, what if I just don't use antibiotics and I just, you know, chill and, you know, I I make sure that I build up uh, a lack of resistance to them. Well, the reality is how antibiotics work is this. We have what we call herd resistance. So essentially, if, if, if someone among us decides to catch a strain of a flu, for example, that is not treatable using a certain antibiotic, that means it just won't be treatable on you as well. So you can't have a situation, you, you can't unfortunately have a situation you say, because I don't use and uh, abuse antibiotics and so forth, then I'll be okay. The reality of the matter is, much like the presidency, as I said, even though these issues don't necessarily seem like they affect you directly, the sad reality is they affect you directly.
It's a brand new track from a man by the name of Josh Mick. It's called uh, Zabalaza and uh, it's brand new. It's uh, rocking South African airwaves at the moment. And you heard it first here on the Criticast. If it hasn't been played in Zimbabwe, I don't know. I don't know. I can keep track of some of these things. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Take a break. When it comes, break, we come back. We talk about, uh, yeah, what I was going to say in the last. Yes, Grace Mugabe, how your mother has got a Grace, Grace Mugabe inside her. Slurry, listen to the Criticast. So I decided to have this in the relationship segment because it has implications on relationships. You know, the relationships between uh, your mom, yourself as a guy, and the relationship with your wife slash, um, you know, girlfriend or whatever. So from from a young age, you know that if your mom caught you with some girl for whatever reason, you were with a girl and whatever the case may be, you were in trouble. It was, it was on. You were getting lit up. <laughs> but the girl was getting lit up before you. So the girl would get beaten up. She'd get uh, thrown out of the house. She'd get whatever the case may be. She'd be in trouble. And, you know, and uh, she'd be detained. She'd be called all sorts of names. That sort of abuse is not contrary to who we are, as we try to say. We're like, we're getting all embarrassed. Oh, no, how can we do that? No, we are those people. Whether it's right or wrong. Well, we don't know. We only know one side of the story, by the way. So I'm not going to say much about what actually happened within that room because we only got the girl side of the story. So that's subjudice. And she, uh, the pre- the president's wife is in Zimbabwe now. So yeah, that's, that's taken a whole new uh, plane or whatever. So not going to comment on that. But essentially how the, the first lady reacted is what most mothers in uh, Zimbabwe and you know finding out a lot of parts of africa actually reacting find your son with a girl what are you doing the girl gets lit up you get lit up you're supposed to be focusing on school what's the story so it's not something that is so out of the ordinary and you know everybody like oh she's gone rogue and that sort of thing whether we have need to have discussions about how we default to violence and sort of thing is a different thing uh, issue altogether in effect if you remember a couple of weeks ago, a guy called Lamek became famous because of the, uh, you know, of a situation in which his daughter had moved to uh, her boyfriend slash husband's house and was abused by who? The mum. Remember that? And that's how it became a big issue. So at the funeral, I was like, I'm not going to cry for this one because, uh, you know, all sorts of things happened to my daughter and that sort of thing. It's not out of the ordinary. Seriously, people. This is who we are as, as people. <laughs> Do we need to just deal with it? Whether we, need to, we, whether we think it's wrong or so forth, that's what we deal with. But, I mean, even if you really think of it across the world, the relationship between an in-law, uh, a mother-in-law, and a daughter-in-law has never been great. It's never been great. Not to justify any sorts of violence and say whatever the case may be. That's not the moral of what we're talking about here. But in reality, that's, how, that's what happens. Dads protect their daughters. Mums protect their sons. And whatever you may want to decide on that is immaterial to the argument. But in reality, this was up. And so, yeah, that's that. And that's it for that for this week's episode of The Credit Cast, episode 176. Uh, get in touch, email info at com on Twitter at Quidirai, or just look for me on any social platform, LarryQuidirai. And Quidirai uh, has got a YI at the end. And also, um, don't miss an episode. Just go to iTunes and look for the Criticast, and if you um, and just subscribe. Also, go onto iono.fm 
and on there you can uh, look for Criticast and look for the RSS feed, load it to whatever device, and you'll never miss an episode. Every time an episode goes up, you will be updated. And also, One Radio News app. Yeah, we're up there every time an episode goes up. It gets synchronized and uh, syndicated on there. And uh, also, catch me on ZFM Stereo. ZFM Stereo is now five years old. Congratulations. Just turned five on the 15th of August. And uh, yeah, celebrations happening. I'll uh, check it out on the social media pages to find out what's up. But I'm on radio every Tuesday between 8.30 and 9pm on Health Matters and between 7.30 and 8.30 on Wednesdays on the media platform and 8.30 to 9pm on uh, a show called Culture Talk. Other than that, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And I leave you with the saying, very simple saying, don't fight battles unless you own the war. It's been Larry. It's been the Cast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?